Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred word of the Bible, and each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. It is Monday morning, Monday morning, March the 13th, 2023, um, the Monday right after Daylight Savings Time, man, it doesn't feel great. <laughs> I do like this time, like I like having more daylight at night, but man, the adjustment is so hard. So, and it takes you a week to adjust. So, but I hope you had a good weekend. Um, yeah, we had a good good uh, weekend. We did a lot of, uh, so Christy's reorganizing our closet. So we've been in this house about almost two years, a year and a half, a little over a year and a half, I guess. Um, and so what we did most, almost most of the day Friday and pretty much all day Saturday was to assemble these the shelving units for the closet. Exciting, right? Exciting. Yeah. Um, so it looks good. I'm not going to lie. It looks good. It's definitely a nice improvement. Um, she's happy, so that's good. We're not done yet, though. We got more to do. We're not, you know, the end is in sight, but we ain't there yet. We haven't crossed the finish line, so. Yeah. Um, but that's pretty. That was pretty much my weekend, honestly. Church yesterday. Had the day off from preaching, so Pastor Stephanie spoke and uh, was able to just uh, enjoy worship. It was nice. It was a great day. Uh, most people came on time. We had a few people. You know, it's always funny. You know, it's interesting to watch uh, people on the daylight saving time, especially this one when we spring forward an hour. People wander in for the second service, and they're like, man, why are all these people here for the first service today? <laughs> Say, well, it's because it's not the first service. You forgot to change your clock. Uh, yeah, so. And, um, man, yeah, it's always fun. It's always fun to watch. All right, you guys. Hey, let's let's do this. Let's do this. We're in uh, Luke chapter 14. In fact, this week, we're going to be in uh, Luke a lot again this week. 14 today, 15, 16, 17. Uh, so our whole week together will be in the Gospel of Luke uh, this week. And so today we start with Luke chapter 14. Let's do it. You know what we do? We read, we pray, we change the world. Thank you guys for sharing this and all of that. Appreciate your comments uh, and encouragement to each other. Feedback on what we're reading, what we're talking about. Yeah, the interaction makes it fun. So... Um, y'all know what we do. We read, we pray, we change the world. Luke chapter 14. Let's do it. One Sabbath, when Jesus went to eat in the house of a prominent Pharisee, so you get the impression that everyone would have known who this person was. Prominent wasn't like an unknown guy. He was at the house of a prominent Pharisee. He was being carefully watched. There in front of him was a man suffering from abnormal swelling of his body. Sounds like me after a big dinner. 
Uh, sounds to me like after Thanksgiving, Jesus was at dinner with a man with an abnormally swollen body. Uh, <clears throat> Good morning, everybody. Welcome Monday. Monday. Good morning, Miss Simmons. Good morning, Brenda. Anybody got any abnormal swelling? Too much food over the weekend? I don't know. I don't know, y'all. I'm just, uh, whatever. Okay, well, this guy, this was no laughing matter. This was a real abnorma abnormality. Wasn't just overeating, poor guy. Good morning, Mary. Um, and so Jesus asked the Pharisees and experts in the law, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath or not? But they remained silent. So Jesus said, let me answer this for you. <laughs> so taking the, the hold of the man, he healed him and sent him on his way. Man, I love that. Jesus was like, I'm going to just answer this for you. I'm going to heal this man and send him on away. Now you, can't, now, you, now you know my answer. Then he asked them, if one of you has a child or an ox that falls into a well on the Sabbath day, will you not immediately pull him out? And they had nothing to say. When he noticed how the guests picked the places of honor at the table, he told them this parable. Wow. So they're all jockeying for position around the table, right? Finding the best places and, you know, generally the best places, you know, the head of the table, obviously, for the host um, and near uh, the head of the table are also some of the the, uh, the privileged places. The closer you are to the host, the more privileged the position is, right? Um, so if you're sitting near the head of the table near the host, those are the prime spots. And then it kind of goes down from there in a sort of a cascading order. So he notices that the guests pick the places of honor at the table. He told them this parable. It's kind of like <laughs> at church, it's kind of like the back seats. <laughs> you know, everybody wants the back chairs, the back pews. You can find a seat in the front. You ain't never got to worry about finding a seat in the front at church. That's always open. But the back ones, them back ones fill up quick. That last row, man, you got to be there early to get that last row. The people, anyway, so they're trying to find a place to honor. Could have been at church. Jesus said, all you guys in the back, listen up. <laughs> uh, anyway, he noticed the, these people at this prominent Pharisee's house. They're all, you know, jockeying for position at the round of the table. And he told them this parable. When someone invites you to a wedding feast, do not take the place of honor. For a person more distinguished than your than you may have been invited, if so, the host who invited both of you will come and say to you, "Give this person your seat." Then that's embarrassing, right there. That'd be embarrassing, man. You know, it's bad enough when you're at a sporting event, and you're sitting in the wrong seat. Someone like you see them coming, you're like, "Oh no, here we go." They're like, um, yeah, I have twenty two and twenty three. I'm sorry, oh, you're in, you're in my seat. Oh, I'm, I'm on my bad. I'm sorry, I'm way up there. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I'm in the wrong section. This section, this is section one. I'm in three. <laughs> yeah, these aren't your seats. <laughs> you didn't, yeah, then you got like, then you have that like, yeah, you didn't pay for these. The broke, all the broke people, they up there. The broke people, everybody, nobody got no money. They, they, they all your people up there. 
This 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 uh section here this is for people with some means. You ain't got no means, so I'm sorry. I'm gonna take your spot. Just go on up there. You know, you know it's how you have you know you know how it is. You get you have some of those second you know the upper level seats, and you're like, man, ain't nobody sitting down there. Why don't we just go down there? Ain't nobody sitting down there. And then you go down there, and about the time you sit, then here they come with their armload of popcorn and a turkey leg <laughs> they come and they they looking they scanning you're like oh man come on yeah yeah uh yeah man you're in my seat bro oh, i didn't know man i yeah you're what, what seat you got i got section section three seat 22 and 23 yeah you way up there man oh darn it yeah those are for the cheap seats they up there yeah, yeah, and then or sometimes they'll just come with a you know like a an attendant and the attendant with the yellow vest will just be like yeah uh yeah you're yeah you got to go. Mm. Anyway, so they're at this dinner party. They're at this dinner dinner party. So like, don't take that. Take the low place. Take the low place. Assume, you know, go in humility. Take the take the uh, low place. Verse ten. But when you are invited, take the lowest place. So that when your host comes, he will say to you, friend, move up to a better place. Then you will be honored in the presence of all the guests, for all those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Mm. That's just a great lesson for life right there. You know, just humble yourself. If you humble yourself, you'll never be embarrassed. You'll never be humiliated. If you intentionally humble yourself, you'll never be you'll never be humiliated because you're gonna take the lowest place. If you choose not to be offended, you guess what? You can't be offended, right? You just decide I'm not gonna be offended, and uh, I'm gonna take the lowest place. Radical humility, taking the lowest place. Vinjio said to the to his host. When you give a luncheon or dinner, now you got a word for the host. So now he first he had a word for the attendants, those who went to the party. Now he's got a word for the host. Uh, when you give a luncheon or a dinner, do not invite your guests, your brothers or sisters, your relatives, your rich neighbors. If you do, they may invite you back, and so you'll be repaid. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed. Although they cannot repay you, he will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. Hmm. Don't just invite people that are, you know, of similar status and higher means than you to try to, you know, uh, network and, and gain position for yourself. Look out for people who are, are poor and lame and, you know, that are uh, blind. Reach out to people who have less than you and you'll be blessed. You know, reach out to those who don't got no friends. That's when the preacher gets all kind of invites. Man, you preach on this passage, you get all kind of invites. You know, it's like, I'm not going to invite, I'm going to invite the lame people. So, Pastor, you got anything going on for lunch today? I got, I'm not going to invite my nice friends. I'm not going to invite, I'm not going to invite my cool friends. But, um, so I'm going to heed the word of God in Luke chapter 14 right here. And I'm going to invite the lame. So, uh, Pastor, you got anything going on today? <laughs> you available? <laughs> Uh, 
I'm just doing the word of God. I'm just doing what the word says. Looking out for those that ain't got no friends. <laughs> Taking the lowly, the lowliest, the lowest of the lowly. Well, thank you. Appreciate you thinking about me. Verse 15. When one of those at the table with him heard this, he said to Jesus, blessed is the one who will eat at the feast in the kingdom of God. Mm. He's feeling it. He's like, yeah, man. He hears Jesus telling the host and the attendants this. He's like, he just, he's he excited. He's like, yeah, praise God. Blessed is the one who will eat a feast in the kingdom of God. You ever notice people that just say amen at all the wrong times? They just, I mean, not that it's wrong to say amen, but it's like amen, praise the Lord is just sort of like, uh, it's just almost like a filler. Amen, praise the Lord. You're like, what? Man, I broke my leg today. Praise God. What? Man, man, I tell you what, I just got back from the store and, and my I had a flat tower. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. What? Listen to what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> some people it's just a filler. I kind of think this guy was like that. Jesus is preaching. He says, Hey, I praise God. Blessed is those who take their place in the, the feast of the kingdom. He don't know what he's saying. So Jesus is going to tell him a parable. Jesus replied, a certain man was preparing a great banquet and invited many guests. At that time of uh, at that at the time of the banquet, he sent his servants to tell those who had been invited, come for everything is now ready. Okay, so you know, send out the notification. Hey, you're invited to the banquet. It's being prepared. We'll let you know when it's ready. So the banquet was set, was ready. So he sent his servants out to tell everyone who had been invited, hey, come on, it's ready now. But they all alike began to make excuses. The first said, I have just bought a field. I must go and see it. See uh, and see it. Please excuse me. Just bought some real estate. Just got to, got to close on this land deal. Another said, I have just bought five yoke of oxen, and I'm on my way to try them out. Please excuse me. And still another said, I just got married, so I can't come, you know, because I just got married. <laughs> uh, you can feel that in yourself, people. You know what I'm saying? You just know what he you know what he's saying. Like, I, I just got married. <laughs> uh, I got important things I gotta do. <laughs> oh. Anyway, <laughs> the servant came back and reported this to his master. Then the owner of the house became angry and ordered his servant, go out quickly into the streets and alleys of the town and bring in the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. So the people that were invited didn't show up. So you think about this. Now, this is interesting because this is like targeted towards Israel, right? So Israel were the invited guests because they were like, they, they were at the ground zero of the, the re revealed word of God, the revealed law, the uh, revelations, the, the, the revelation, the, uh, the, um, or the prophecies, um, the, um, the revelations that were given to Moses and others, the Torah. They were right there in the center of all that. They were the invited guests. So when Messiah was there, it's like, hey, I'm here. Come on in. And then when he got there, they were like, nah, we good. I got, we got this thing. Just got married. Just bought these 
oxen. You know, just uh, bought this. I got, I got things. I got things I got to do. And so the master was angry. He said, well, fine. Well, we're going to open this up to everybody then. He invited guests, which was his plan all along. But, but now there's, you know, the, uh, there's a, an extended invitation now to everyone. Bring in the poor, the crippled, the blind, the lame. Sir, the servant said, what you have ordered has been done, but there's still room. Hmm, aren't you glad there's still room in God's house? Then the master told his servant, go out to the roads and country lanes and compel them to come in so that my house will be full. You know, God's house is going to be full, man. ain't going to be empty. It's going to be full. I tell you, not one of those who were invited will get a taste of my banquet. Because mm. they didn't respond. It's the same idea of many are called, but few are chosen. Many are invited, but few respond. But God's going to keep asking. He's going to keep filling that house. You're going to keep sending out the message of Jesus and to bring in those sons and daughters of God from the, from the roads and the country lanes. You're going to compel them to come in. Love it. Large crowds were traveling with Jesus and turning to them, he said, if anyone comes to me and does not hate father or mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, even their own life, such a person cannot be my disciple. And whoever does not carry their cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. Wow. <clears throat> Jesus is raising the uh, temperature here, isn't he? In terms of the cost of discipleship. Um, again, it's hyperbole. He's not saying you literally, you know, hate your mom and dad. No. But you got to, but you got to make uh, Jesus a priority. If you, if, I mean, he he must be number one. He must be in first place. And if he's not, then you're not worthy to be his disciple. Whoever does not carry his cross. You ever thought about that? Like, what is the cross? To carry your cross. Like, we don't literally. I mean, they got some guys every once in a while you see walking around the road carrying a cross, but I don't think that's what Jesus is talking about. I mean, not, God bless them. They're being a witness, I suppose, but that ain't what he's talking about. You know, I'm talking about like, okay, I got to go make me a cross and drag it up and on the road. <laughs> no, what is that? Carrying that cross, right? Um, I, I think it has something to do with, you know, what was carrying the cross for Jesus? Well, it was obeying the will of God, right? Carrying the cross of Jesus, the cross represented the ultimate obedience to God. It was the sort of the last step the ultimate step the the crucible if you will um in in jesus's obedience to god he lived a life of faithfulness and obedience to god but the cross was the ultimate example of that it would be the most difficult uh and most uh, uh definitive moment in jesus's life the carrying of his cross to uh an ultimate crucifixion and it represents that total, complete obedience to God. And so to carry your cross daily is symbolic, uh, is, is, a, is a way of saying daily submitting your will to God's will. Just like Jesus carried his cross, we, ca we carry our cross daily. What does that mean? 
we die to self daily. We die to ourself, and we pick up, in a sense, obedience. <laughs> we die to ourselves, and we pick up obedience to God, whatever that means. And sometimes that journey is going to be joyful. Sometimes that j- journey is going to be a cross. It's going to be a Via Della Rosa, right? It's going to be a, a way of suffering. It's going to be hard. But, we, but daily, we pick up the cross and follow Jesus. And if we don't daily pick, what do you say? If you don't, if you don't care, if he, whoever does not carry their cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. We've got to, we've just got to die to ourselves, surrender our will to God's will, and daily follow him. That's what it means to be a disciple. Verse 24, right? Or 20, I can't read, man. 28. <clears throat> Verse 28. Suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Won't you first sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it? All right, so count the cost, right? He's, he's talking here to count the cost. For if you lay the foundation and are not able to finish it, everyone who sees it will ridicule you, saying, this person began to build and wasn't able to finish. Man, Jesus is a finisher, right? What he starts, he finishes. And what he calls us to is to be finishers, not to just start the journey of discipleship, but to consider the cost and to, to carry our cross, cross daily all the way to the end. All the way in, all the way to what? All the way to that great banquet that has a seat waiting for you. And he's not going to lose any, not one, he tells us. He's not going to lose one. We don't rely on our own strength. We don't rely on our own power. We rely on Him. So as I lay my will down, as I lay my, uh, as I die to self and pick up the obedience to God, I I lean in to His help. And He's an ever-present help in trouble. He's with you. He's not leaving you on your own. He helps you carry that cross. He doesn't watch. He didn't just watch you suffer. Why? He says, "Take my yoke upon you." Like, like, team up with me. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. I'm going to help you. Or suppose a king is about to go out to war against another king. Wouldn't he first sit down and consider whether he is able with 10,000 men to oppose the one coming against him with 20,000? If he is not able, he will send a delegation while the other is still a long way off and ask for terms of peace. He's going to calculate whether he can finish or not. And if he can't, he's going he's gonna to make a correction. <laughs> he's going to change his plan. Instead of going to war, he's going to find a way to find, make peace. In the same way, those, who are, those of you who do not give up everything, you cannot be my disciples. So he's saying, what? count the cost. Count the cost. And, of course, the message is that Jesus is worth it. Jesus is worth it. Our, our light and moment, Paul tells us, our light and momentary afflictions are not worthy of comparing to the glory that will be revealed in us, in Christ. These light and momentary afflictions, um, are, they're light and momentary in the, in the, the surpassing knowledge of Jesus, the, the, the glory of Jesus. It's not even, he says, not even worth comparing. In light light of the glory of God, these light and momentary afflictions, they're light and momentary. (laughs) 
But I got some serious afflictions, and 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 understood, understood. Some people have some serious afflictions and sufferings here on this in this life. But in light of the glory of Christ, no matter what your afflictions are, the glory of Christ far outweighs them all. Praise God. Verse thirty-four: Salt is good, but if it loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is fit neither for the soil nor for the manure pile. It is thrown out. Stay salty. Whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. Amen, man. Well, I pray that God's word is spoken to you today. Thank you so much for spending this Monday morning, uh, this uh, first day of the week, in God's word. Luke gave us a little shorter chapter today. How about that? He usually got those really long chapters, 50, 60, 70 verses. It's only 30-something 30, 30 verses, so we actually finished on time today. So, Hey, let's pray, you guys. God, thank you so much for your goodness and grace. Thank you for your holy word. Uh, thank you for the privilege that we have to read it and ponder it and grow from it, and we have the privilege of doing that together. God, I pray that you would um, apply this word to our heart, Lord, that we would live as those uh, not looking for the places of honor, but looking for the lowest place. Lord, help us to live with humility and to refuse to be offended because we choose the lowest place. And Lord, help us to be those who honor others, not only reach out to those like us, but also those who are different than us. God, thank you for showing us the way to carry our cross. So today we pick up our cross and follow you. We pick up obedience. We die to ourselves and what we want and our desires and our selfishness and the things that would please the flesh. We die to those things. And we, instead, we pick up surrender to God. So God, we walk in your steps today and we lean into your, your, your strength. We lean into your power. So Holy Spirit, Guide us, direct us, empower us today to be your hands and feet and to live this life in a way that brings glory to the Son. Thank you so much for my friends. Pray your blessing and strength be upon each and every one of them. God, may you encourage each heart today. May you bless those who are getting some time of rest, those who uh, just need a, an extra, extra measure of strength. Lord, I, whatever they need, may you grant it in abundance in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you, my friends. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Hope you have a great Monday. Um, your beginning of your spring break. I hope you enjoy your spring break. Thank you for taking time to share this, subscribe, liking it, all of that. I really appreciate that. That means a lot. We'll be back at it tomorrow with Luke chapter 15. So hope you'll join us then as we continue our reading through the New Testament this year. Love you guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, take a minute to subscribe or comment or share it with your friends. You can find me, Pastor Terry, and Bayside Church on all social media platforms. You can find Bayside at Bayside Church SH. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.